0: Hi, everyone. Judge Andrew Napolitano here for Judging Freedom. Today is Wednesday, August 16th, 2023. Little Chris is here. Uh, I'd like to call today Big Brain Time because this is one of the smartest people that we regularly have on the show. My dear friend, Alistair Crook. Alistair, it's a pleasure. Uh, Welcome back to the show. Uh, You have a very, very interesting piece out this morning, or maybe it's not out yet, and uh, you were kind enough to send Send us an advanced uh, copy arguing about Western malaise. Uh, what is the Western malaise, United States and Europe that you're, you're sensing today? Uh,
1: essentially two cultures that are uh, about to collide, mm, collide disastrously, possibly with violence, uh, possibly, hopefully not, but they're different slightly different characteristics. In Europe, um, one of it is the, if you like, um, sense of many Europeans that they've lost their identity, the identities that they carefully have kept over the centuries to protect themselves from um, conquerors and outsiders, uh, to this new identity, which is one of diversity, uh, transgenderism, and also a sense of the need to redress for past actions that europe has taken its colonial past in 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 a, in a nutshell and that needs to be addressed but what is at the root of it is that europeans find that they are now just one minority amongst many that's true in germany so that's that's europe america's slightly different in uh, europe
0: uh, is there uh, a movement uh what we call here in the U.S., which started like a lot of craziness here in California, for reparations to pay or compensate people today for historic injustices that were not visited upon them personally, but upon their uh, ancestors many generations back? Is that happening in Europe as well, Alistair?
1: Yes, not so much in Central Europe, but uh, in England certainly. Um, that has been the case where um, families that have uh, owned or transported slaves in the past or had plantations in the Caribbean are being made to apologize and are being asked to make some sorts of compensation for this. Even touched on the royal family when they were um, asked to apologize. Um, for uh, their involvement um, in investing and holding assets at, in the Caribbean, if you like, uh, which were run by slaves. So, yes, it's it's here. It's not quite as pronounced as in the United States, but it has this different character in the sense that people are really getting anxious about you know who they are because they're being offered an identity from the European Union, which is really just... PR language for European values. And the real Europe is disappearing. The Europe of France, the Europe of Italy um, is now just a sort of tourist picture postcard. I mean, lived Europe is not the one that the tourist sees. That's brushed up for commercial reasons. You go to London, you'll probably not meet a, a British person in London. It'll be just entirely a globalist city. It could be anywhere. It's just another modern globalist city. It's not London in a cultural way. It's, and also Rome is not necessarily, you know, Italian Rome anymore. It is a big change. And so people feel it slipping away. And then we have what we saw the summer in Paris. What happens when it explodes? Because the immigration is quite, even if you take a country like, uh, like Ireland, 14% are not native-born, are coming from overseas. Much, much higher in other parts of, of, of Europe. And then there are another 4 million, um, if you like, uh, immigrants, refugees from Ukraine that have suddenly arrived uh, on top of that. But I've said to you before, every every day in Italy, we get boatloads arriving, um, which have to be accommodated and included. And as the economy craters in Europe, which it is doing. Of course, resentment at people, these people who come in who get automatically given a salary, getting free medical, getting free uh, health services, it creates huge tensions within society.
0: Are the, uh, or is the push for reparations, I'm going to use the California uh, term just as a, a handle so we know what we're talking about. Give me for right relying on anything from California, but is the is the push for reparations, cultural or governmental, by which I mean, are people being embarrassed into addressing uh, reparations or compelled to do so? The California push push is one of compulsion. The government is going to take tax dollars and give it away, the tax dollars of their origin in tax payments by people who, when they made the tax payments, had no idea the money was going to be given away like that.
1: No, it's not compulsion. Um, There is an atmosphere, if you like, uh, about, if you like, diversity and all these woke issues, um, which is used as a sort of form of compulsion, of shaming people, of cancelling them. And I think what is so so different about now is it's not just that they um, mandate these values, but you're expected to adopt those values in your own lifestyle, in the way in which you speak and way in which you act, which is a further, if you like, level of, of cultural warfare, uh, as was used, if you like, uh, by Mao Zedong um, during the Cultural Revolution in China. What
0: happens at uh, a university? Let's say a major university in Britain or England, University of Milan, London School of Economics. I'm thinking of top schools where a, a student prefers to be called by a plural pronoun, they, as opposed to you. And the professor doesn't comply with that. What are the consequences for the failure to conform to the most extreme and absurd Demands of the cultural wokeism, and I'm picking university oh, intentionally because that's the, the hotbed of, of yes, where all this stuff sure.
1: happens. In, in 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 the UK, which I can say very because it's much clearer. Um, you lose tenure, you lose your job, uh, and the police have made it clear that this constitutes to misgender someone, as they call it, is abuse and a crime.
0: It is a crime to misgender someone?
1: To refer to a a
0: boy who wants to call himself a girl as you or he
1: as opposed to they? Yes, or to misgender them in other ways. There was a case in uh, the UK just last week of a 16-year-old autistic girl pulled out of a cupboard by seven policemen because she had called one of the police women she described her as oh she's like a lesbian nana like her lesbian grandmother and so seven police officers arrived at 1am to arrest this 16 year old autistic girl drag her off to the police station uh, and to charge her with this crime in fact they've now released her and sent her home but they've decided not to prosecute it because it did raise uh, a great deal of um, anxiety in, in, in europe that they could I, just...
0: I believe as we speak someone is on trial somewhere in uh england for silently reciting the hail mary in front of an abortion uh clinic i mean i realize the british don't have you don't have a written constitution but you have a tradition of the freedom of speech which goes back far deeper than than the American. Is this uh, a function of uh, of Prime Minister Sunak's conservative government or are these local rogue prosecutors doing this on their own? Is this a cultural milieu that uh, British people have accepted?
1: Yes, this is paradoxically being imposed by um, a conservative government, um, including sort of legislation on gender changes, taking away the rights of parents. Um, Now in the national health service, the state health service, um, children can um, opt to change their genders by surgery from age seven. Um, It was lower than that and they've upped it to seven after many uh, protests. So this is something that is coming, this cultural revolution has, if you like, as it has in the America is captured, not only the universities, captured schools, captured um, the health service, captured many areas. I mean, we see all the time problems because, um, you know, patients uh, object to someone that they see as a man, um, but is posing as a woman um, and a nurse attending to them in certain cases. And so um, all of these things, yes, it is there. And this is... This is the clash that's taking place, but it has this extra dimension of massive migration, which is coming in and of people. And, you know, one of the things that's so striking, and I don't think is understood in the United States, how the world has changed towards Europe. In Global South, in Africa, in other parts of the world, they say to them, mind your own business. We're going to do it our way, and don't you dare lecture us. And they say this to the face of the leaders of Europe. They don't defer to them. They don't treat them particularly courteously and respectfully. Um, They say we're actually more interested in listening to Russia. But this is a shock, and this is why you have in Europe and places in Paris and things, I mean, if there is a flare-up in Niger, which may happen because the forces are gathering there. What is going to be the effect on the ground in Paris from these things? Um, mm-hmm. Because uh, it's, 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 you know, the feelings are running really strong in the immigration amongst the immigrant communities. Are the immigrant
0: communities, and I realize this is a gross, I'm asking you for a gross generalization, hmm. by and large, culturally more traditional than the communities into which they are attempting to assimilate. I mean, do the, do the immigration, do, do the immigrants even tolerate the idea that one human being chooses to be called they, must be called they uh, under penalty of law?
1: Uh, this is a, uh, it's a very important point because there's two elements to this. They're quite separate. Now traditional communities will not accept the transgender uh, narrative and discourse they refuse it and that is a cause they are very much against the government and causes them problems with the authorities and the police in uh, other occasions but the second thing that i was going to say is uh the com the immigrant community particularly in france but it's the same in italy because Depends where it comes from, but in France, from Algeria and places, I mean, are oh, very strongly opposed to all forms of Western supremacy or colonialism. I mean, it is a very um, aggressive and quite hostile, if you like, feeling that is there. Uh, just as uh, you've had in some cases, we've had the f- first few cases of sort of mass looting of shops and things like that taking place in london before we before we elide over
0: to uh, ukraine because i have some questions mm -hmm. i want to ask you uh, about the europeans accepting the miscalculations of their leaders in ukraine Uh, do you tie the cultural wars today in the west to the cultural wars here 50 years ago uh, in the late uh, 60s, the assassination of JFK in 63 and RFK and MLK uh, in 68, the Vietnam War, the draft riots, the general cultural revolution of the late 60s. Do you see a tie between the teenagers who did that and the adults who are doing what they do today?
1: Uh, it, it's not that sort of direct, but ideologically, yes, it's a new iteration. It espouses some of the original, if you like, principles of the 68 rights, which don't forget we had in Europe too. We had the right. the revolution as well. Here, yeah. I mean, this was a I don't, it was a pure, if you like, revolutionary utopian project to change the values of society and change the values. Well, and now it's come in a different form with slightly different expanded um, uh, emphasis on uh, genderism, on transgenderism, and on diversity, and on LGBTQ generally. So it's taken a very much wider one, which is used much more to put compulsion on people. As I say, it turns it into a real culture war, because if you don't reflect these things in what you say, how you act, And in your personal stance, you are cancelled or you lose your job. So there is no legal compulsion, but there is a very strong compulsive element in it. And the immigrant community that's traditional won't accept that. Um, And at the same time, you have another immigrant segment of the community who just does not accept Europe, doesn't accept its values, doesn't like it um I'm, I'm going to ask again
0: for a generalization uh, how do the non elites non elites in europe uh, accept the uh, miscalculations of their leaders vis-a-vis the ukraine war how does the average working class italian german brit french frenchman uh, accept the fact that their tax dollars not to the extent the americans are but but measurable nevertheless Uh, are being used to to fight this fruitless, useless uh, bloodbath that has nothing to do with the security of Western Europe.
1: Well, I'll just take it with Germany as just one example, just for saving time. But in Germany, the latest poll shows that four out of five Germans do not trust their government. Four out of five Germans do not trust their government. Um, uh, The alternative for Deutschland, the... um, if you like, the opposition element um, has come out with a paper just today saying, uh, just last week, a formal document that has been adopted by them um, saying uh, that the project of the European Union has failed. It has failed on climate, it has failed in terms of the economy, it has failed in its economic policies and its foreign policy and they've said we don't want to leave the Europe, but it must be um, completely reformed within to a federation of sovereign states. So it's a complete rejection. And now the AfD has the most support. I mean, it is one of the biggest parties—not quite the biggest, but it's the second biggest. It's very significant and growing more and more. So that I think gives you an example of the the change that is taking place in just one country in Germany. Not that different in France. Is it it fair to say that there's a general perception that Western
0: leaders miscalculated Russian strength, Russian resolve, and, and Western
1: and NATO and Ukrainian weakness? Complete, complete miscalculation. They just, they didn't do their homework. I mean, you know, I've said it before, it's the time. You know, they thought that financial war would bring Russia down in a jiffy. It didn't happen. They thought that cutting themselves off from Russian energy would destroy Putin's Russia. It hasn't happened. They thought then that the Ukrainians would literally knock Russians for six and that they would drop their weapons and run for their lives. I mean, this is what they said at the time. They were wrong. They were wrong on every single and now we have a a business model that is completely broken. Deindustrialization of Europe is advancing very quickly. Just to give you a little snapshot, uh, this year in Italy, you know how Italians better than many uh, uh, rely on their August holidays. This year in Italy, 41% of families uh, couldn't afford to go on holiday um, in August. I mean, this is something that is deeply sort of traditional, deeply close to Italian culture. August is for the beach. 41% couldn't do it. 45% of Italians are having difficulty in making ends meet from month to month.
0: Uh, Here's a clip of someone, you'll know who it is as soon as you see him, largely agreeing With what you said, because he's saying it in Russian, I will, uh, I'll read the subtitles for the benefit of our friends who are listening rather than uh, watching the program. We can clearly see where the policy of adding fuel to the fire, in the example of Ukraine, by pumping billions of dollars into the neo-Nazi regime, supplying it with equipment, weapons, ammunition, sending their military advisors and mercenaries, everything is being done to ignite the conflict even more, to draw other states into it. Hot beds of tension are also smoldering, and although the security challenges in each of them have their own characteristics, all of them are generated by geopolitical adventures, selfish neo-colonial actions of the West. NATO member countries continue to build up and modernize their offensive capabilities and make attempts to transfer military confrontation to outer space and to the information space. They use military and non-military means of pressure. And all of this is happening amid the destruction of the arms control system. The United States seeks, among other things, to adjust the system of interstate interaction that has developed in the Asia-Pacific region. President Vladimir Putin, your thoughts, Alistair?
1: I think that's, uh, I think what he's saying is very true. As the offensive has effectively petered out, I think it may continue for another three or four weeks before the rains come we've seen, and I mentioned last week, we had the Black Sea War with uh, these maritime drones being used uh, to attack Russian shipping and to attack Russia in its most vulnerable port in the Black Sea, um, where most of its trade is, is taking place and produced a strong reaction from Russia. There are, in fact, I, I think in the last few days, the Russians have destroyed all of those maritime drones, probably donated by Britain but they've destroyed, the, as far as I understand, all of them. Then they have new weapons coming. The Germans are thinking of longer-range cruise missiles, the Taurus type, which has got a 500-kilometer range. Um, they're going to probably give that. It isn't a final decision yet. Um, it depends. America is thinking of attack amps, another longer-range missile. All of these things are going to just prolong the war because, in fact, I mean, we're at the cusp of really an implosion, the Ukrainian implosion, because the military is almost at the point of of complete paralyzation. You know, when the center goes, when it, if you like, just implodes, then everything just stops functioning. It's complete paralysis. I've seen that before happen in a state where suddenly, just, and I couldn't understand, suddenly everything stopped. There were no right. planes flying around, no tanks moving. Bang, tank was over. And I think we're getting quite close to that point now. All the reserves, they finally used the last reserves, the 46th Brigade and others in this little village, which is barely six kilometers over the border um, from uh, the contact line. No one near the defensive lines of Rabotino. Um and they're starting to use the challenger tanks, which they uh, the Brits, I think, asked them not to use if possible. Wow. They didn't want to see them damaged. But so we're in I think this is the last this really is getting to the last row, so then probably we will see fairly shortly the Russian offensive. The 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 Russians have been pretty clear that they wanted to see that the resources of the Ukrainians have been exhausted. And Shoigu said that two days ago. He said the they're almost res, uh, exhausted. Now we see they are being deployed or the last resources are in play. And so I think we're closing in very much on the moment when Russia will decide. We don't know when, we don't know in what form, but it, it, an offensive will will probably follow from Russia um, with some objective, which again is not always very clear, but I think will mean that the end of the, if you like, the whole, structure of Kiev, the whole apparatus will collapse and we're there. I mean, in a sense, you can't help feeling, you know, they are still fighting and they're still there. And, and many Russians are saying, but I mean, why do the Ukraines go on with these sort of, you know, right. uh, little fights here and there? And there's no obvious explanation. I mean, they may be trying to find a little weakness or a wedge or something like this. Well, at so some point, so close to it. It's um, at some point the the generals are going to say we have
0: to stop. We can't we can't continue yeah, to send true. our our boys into certain slaughter. Before we go, I can't resist uh, running this tape for you of uh, President Zelensky doing his best Claude Rains imitation of catching Humphrey Bogart gambling. In Casablanca, I'm I'm making an allegory, of course. Uh, President Zelensky claiming he's rooting out the corruption. There are 112 criminal proceedings against officials of the territorial recruitment centers, 33 suspects, regional city and district military commissars, employees of the military medical commissions, abuses in different regions. Some took cash, some took cryptocurrency, That's the only difference.
1: The cynicism is the same everywhere.
0: Illicit enrichment, legalization of illegally obtained funds, illegal benefit, illegal transportation of persons liable for military service across the border. Our decisions are the following. We are dismissing all regional military
1: commissars.
0: All right, this was last week. This was last Friday, so uh, five uh, days ago. I don't think anybody would take that credibly because of the endemic corruption, but looking at it politically or even culturally, is he trying to get people's minds off of the certain defeat that you predicted along with a lot of our other colleagues is coming soon?
1: I think, uh, look, I think it's a pro- possibly directed at the fact that in the United States, um, more than anywhere else, people are saying, yeah, but I mean, where did all that money go? I mean, right. why do we not even know how much of that, you know, money that was originally set aside? Is it 113 billion or something like that? Where is the re- where is it? And now we wants more. How much have we spent? And so I think it's partly an effort to say, oh, we're in fact cracking down on corruption. But really, I mean, Ukraine is probably the biggest criminal um, event that we have seen in the century of money laundering, of corruption going right up to the top, of diversion of weapons and of simple stealing of money uh, and transferring it over abroad. It is a huge boondoggle.
0: Alistair Crook. Uh, only you can say these things the way you do, and we're deeply grateful uh, for it. Thank you very much. We we'll look forward to seeing you at the end of next week.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Of course, Judge Napolitano for judging freedom. If you like what you saw, help us reach our goal of 200,000 subscribers by Labor Day. That's the first Monday in September for those of you or our friends overseas. Um, our, our goal is to reach that we're at 183,000 now with your help, we'll get there because on judging freedom, we're looking out for your Liberty.